Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gods and goddesses, to the Golden Age Gurus Podcast, your source for regenerative, entrepreneurial, and eco-friendly global solutions using ancient future strategies that focus on healing ourselves, our community, and the planet. Now, it is truly an honor to introduce your host, Baba John. Welcome to Golden Age Gurus. I'm your host, Baba John, and today we'll be welcoming Susan Stageman, a master NLP practitioner. NLP is basically um, ninja, ninja communication, and wanted to mix it up a little bit. I've been doing a couple episodes on health. I figured we'd kick off this podcast with some extreme value, being that we've been in this pandemic but by no means is this all about health. We're going to talk about money. Uh, we're going to talk about smart villages. We're going to talk about Tantra. I got all kinds of modalities and uh, techniques to apply to a transitional economy uh, that we're creating here, which is we're leaving the old debt economy and going into the golden age, which is um, prophesied to be occurring at the end of the Kali Yuga cycle, which uh, Kali Yuga, excuse me, which is uh, a moment in, in time uh, thought to only have 25% of the population even conscious. So, uh, you know, 75% of the population has been domesticated, is um, breathing carbon and sitting in front of the boob tube. And the rest of us are getting on these podcasts and listening to ninjas talk about how to break out of this uh cycle and go into the new one. This show is brought to you on Patreon, where creators are supported by their tribe. For the cost of a latte, you can support the show and my advocacy around fringe legal topics ranging from zero waste in Bitcoin to matters of spirit. I'm committed to serving mankind by providing thousands of years of ancestral wisdom Learn from my gurus, join my network, and get exclusive content. We have a free tier so you don't have to worry about money, a support tier for just a few bucks, and an apprentice level for aspiring Jedi interested in my mystery school and nature-based ministry. We have a VIP business tier for CEOs who want their own wizard. Just remember, King Arthur had a Merlin and Queen Elizabeth had her John Dee. Historically, I've charged way more as a consultant, but while I wrap my last year of law school, I'm willing to help just to get this new platform going. You'll have access to me with the Voxer app and get access to the Advocacy Launchpad and Discord. 
Sponsorship is sold separate. If you're interested, message and visit patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash golden age gurus. Follow for free and support if you can. All right, so we want to welcome Susan to the stage. She's a master NLP practitioner and certified trainer through the Society of Neuro Linguistic Programming. So this this episode is about Tung Fu. <laughs> Tung Fu, yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about Tung Fu. Susan is a member of a networking group, I do. And uh, she's got a lot of prestige and good reviews from the, ma- the massive people that belong to the largest networking group in Apricot Rocket. And I'll put a link to Apricot Rocket. Dot com or is it dot net? <laughs> Stay tuned. But yes, so Susan is uh, uh, basically like a communications coach. And so we're going to talk about NLP and Tung Fu. And I'll let you give a little background about yourself. Okay, great, John. Thank you. So I've been teaching NLP for about not quite 35 years. And I started out originally, you know, working with a lot of different people. But over the years, most of what I have, um, most, most of what has happened is it's gotten distilled down into business people for the most part that doesn't necessarily mean I don't work with children it just means that the bulk of who takes training from me happens to be uh, business people so that's me and I certify through the master's level through the society of neurolinguistic programming and that is the oldest certifying body of of NLP certification in actually the world. So I've been around a lot. I've watched NLP evolve from some very basic techniques to a very sophisticated body of information that not only helps people communicate effectively, but it also helps them become more aware of themselves and their patterns. And what's really nice is to give them the opportunity to change those patterns to so that they can get the outcomes that they want. So um, I do both coaching and training and love love this love love the body of information uh, because of the results that people get from it. So Susan is a Fortune 100 company coach and has a master's degree and uh, BS in biology, which how, how does that work for you now? So, 
so having a background in science in my undergraduate help, helps me a lot with understanding the body, the neurological wiring um, or neurological processes, the autonomic nervous system, how the brain lays down information. All of that is a, a science background is, it, for me, it has been very helpful because it helps me understand exactly how this all works. It's very much like the the story behind the curtain. So a lot of people take NLP because they just accept it and it works for them. I I know what goes on in the background to make things the science or the biology that makes it possible. So that's I think that's an advantage that I've had whereas most people in NLP do not have science backgrounds. Sweet. I, I, I like it. I like it. So basically I had a, I had a client a couple of years ago, uh, is green residential home mortgage based in uh, Dallas. And these guys were like, Hey John, if you want to work with us, you got to take an L- NLP, you know, mm-hmm. class. And I took the class and um, I remember things about anchoring and, you know, where where you look with your eyes being indicative of, you know, your, your the way that you process information. Sure. But that's about it. And it's, you know, I, 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 I like have that training, but I don't apply it very much is where I'm at. Sure. So how, how do you as, as a, as a entrepreneur trying to make the world a better place, how, how would I apply NLP having, having a basic basis for it, but, but not really being able to deploy it successfully I would say at this juncture in my life. <laughs> well, it sounds to me that you took a, a basic course, just very simple things that are taught in a level one course or a basic class anchoring <clears throat> rapport, excuse me, and um, eye patterns, which a lot of trainers don't even teach anymore, simply because um, the material got so. Uh, distorted with untruisms <laughs> that a lot of a lot of um, a lot of trainers don't teach it. I teach it because I think it's a useful map, but I do have some disclaimers about it because as you get into the upper levels of NLP, those IQs mean different things, and um, they're very useful for strategy for belief change and that sort of thing. They're not so they're not so useful necessarily in understanding how a person thinks because the truth of the matter is people think in all three of their sensory channels, whether they're aware of them or not. And some of them some people think in the other two, taste and smell, they tend to be what they call sensory analysts and work for companies that make things that you have to smell and taste, 
like a drug company for or an OTC drug company that makes toothpaste. However, um, a, lo a lot of times people take a level one course and it gives them just enough information to be dangerous, right? Uh, and, you know, sometimes the people, that's all they need. But NLP is a, uh, a body of information that requires people to take some time to learn it. And, you know, in our microwave world today, a lot of times people think, especially adults, they forget how long it took them to learn the alphabet or the, you know, division or multiplication tables. And so as an adult, they think they can take a weekend training on a sophisticated body of communication and change and expect to be able to integrate it into their neurological wiring, which is not possible. So if you think about those, those of you in our listening audience, how long it took you to learn a language efficiently, or how long, it, if you're, you speak two languages, how long it took you to speak that second language, that's what we're talking about when it comes to learning the processes and, and learning the basics of NLP so that they run on automatic I mean, there's a difference between being conscious of what you're doing and then having it be an unconscious skill. And there's a process, which a lot of people know about going from unconscious incompetence, not knowing that you don't know, to conscious incompetence, knowing that you don't know, and then conscious competence, which means you have to think about it, and then conscious um, unconscious competence, which is it runs on automatic. So it takes a while. In fact, I, I say it takes about a year for a lot of it to be integrated into your behavior. And some NLP trainers, I, I think, and I'm not thinking they're far off, is three years, at least two. It takes a while to learn this because even though some of it, John, you're already doing, I mean, everyone does NLP. NLP is simply how our language affects our nervous system. So the yeah. NLP model is about doing it so that it gets you the outcomes and the results that you want. So sure. in order to do that, you've got to First, think about how you're going to communicate with someone and think about what your outcome is and think about how you're going to get that and what it is that you, how you need to interact with that person in order to make that happen and in a win-win situation so that it's not manipulative. But for the most part, um, it takes a while for you to learn, for anyone to learn those skills so that they're automatic. It, it, it just when you think about learning anything, a sport, golf, tennis, um, you, you know, you name it, you can learn the basics. I mean, I took basic tennis. I couldn't, you know, hit a ball across the net if you if you gave me a million dollars because that's all I never went and I never practiced after that. I thought this is, you know, not me. And so I just never pursued it. Same with piano and a lot of other things that I've tried. Now, there are some things that I've really, you know, dug into and made 
become excellent at. NLP is one of them. Photography is another. And But everybody has, in order to get good at something, you've got to spend some time doing it and practicing. And being and practicing with someone who can help you make adjustments rather than, you know, a lot of people read books and, you know, they start practicing NLP. You don't know whether you're doing it correctly or not. You really do need a feedback system in order to know whether you're doing it correctly, just like you're learning how to hit a good tennis serve. So hit a tennis ball with a good serve. So that's one of the reasons that it probably didn't stick so yeah. much as um, because you didn't, you know, you, and in this, and this is just very typical of a lot of people, they stick their toe in the water and take the temperature, but they don't really dive deep into it to be able to make it so that they're a master at it. And mastery, by the way, is doing what you know and knowing what you do. So there's a lot of experts out there that um, do what they know, but they don't know how they do it. And NLP, what one of the benefits of NLP is helping those people understand what they're doing so that they can reproduce it and teach it to others. I like how you I liked how you broke that down. That was good. So. Good. Thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so practice, what does practice look like? What does practice look like? Well, it's, um, now I know that the way I teach NLP and the way in the leadership summit, because I'm in the leadership summit, which is a global organization of NLP trainers who teach NLP the way it's supposed to be taught, which is over time. And, uh, um, you have to have had um, invited. It's an invitation only type organization. And it is, it, people have to have at least 15 years experience teaching. Um, but, you know, it's getting a little bit of, it's, you know, like your level one course, you know, practicing rapport and being conscious of practicing it with people and, um, you know, in a variety of situations and just noticing the kind of results that you get. That's the easiest because all, everyone, almost everyone knows it, knows at least how to connect with someone, even if they don't know what they're doing to do that. Most, most people know that they make connections with people and it, it works. They understand you, you understand them. However, those people that it just is kind of like ships passing in the night or nails on a chalkboard or what, however you want to describe it, you just, no matter what you do, you can't seem to make inroads with them. And it's not because they're difficult people. It's not because they're, you know, not smart. It's not because um, they're, you know, stupid. It's just that they're different. And that's the, that's the big thing that I learned from my first NLP course. People are different. <laughs> and if I take into a consideration in communication with those differences, then I had a much higher probability of making that connection so that communication could be un understood. And so that was my big aha moment for my level one course. Oh, 
You mean we don't all think the same? Oh, you mean just because we speak English doesn't mean that we understand each other uh, or any other language, you know, matching language to language, that people have the different thinking processes and therefore how they put the meaning of words, how they put those words together, how their syntax is all different because we come out of our own maps of the world. We all have a perception of what's going on. And that perception is deleted, generalized, and distorted. And because of that, it, the, the fact that anyone understands anything uh, for any reason at any moment in time is a frigging miracle. So when you take in all of the things, you know, all the differences in people that are that are very subtle or unconscious, it yeah. really is a miracle we understand each other. Yeah, well, we don't a lot, but it is a miracle what we do get done. Yes, it is. Yeah. So basically, I got some some benefits here in, in black and white. Um, NLP is learning things more quickly right good mm -hmm. longer be flexible in any situation develop trust in any situation become solution focused uh and influence positive change in ourselves right so and you know how is it applied in communication? Develop power over our communication and behavior. Develop capabilities to handle anyone with ease. Honor the differences in others. Become more aware of our prejudices. Listen without judgment and speak to a person. person's listening. Treat people in respect and understand. Develop respect for others' point of view. Wait, I think I murdered that one. As for something with respect and rapport, communicate and build rapport with anyone in any situation. Tactfully make requests. Have you ever heard of the book, The Richest Man in Babylon? If not, you can check it out in the bookstore, but it's a classic business book that reveals the key to personal wealth. And it's basically saving 10% every month. So the way I like to save is in gold and silver with Mint Builder. I've been using Mint Builder for years. I've created a system where my savings plan pays for itself by signing up people who want to save and start a silver bank account, which ships physical coin out every month based on their budget. The author of The Richest Man in Babylon says that magic number is 10% of your income. Now you can build your legacy with the best pricing on metal assets while helping the nonprofit Feed My Starving Children, which uses 90% of donations for food to stop malnutrition in over 100 countries around the world. Thank you for considering Milk Builder to build your wealth and feed hungry children. You can go to preciousmetaltrends.com forward slash 102026. Complete the form and claim your free silver bullion bar just for taking our short tour and brief survey. Eliminate the effects of traumatic situations. Sounds like a really good thing to know and use. 
So I'm in. <laughs> You're in. You know, what's, what's really interesting, you know, a lot of times people get become interested in NLP for the communication model, uh, but they come in and they, they begin to understand that NLP is different than a lot of change modalities because it deals with the structure of experience, not the experience of the experience. So the idea that all experience has structure and that structure is made up of small elements of our, what we see, what we hear and what we feel. So an example of this is, you know, whether a picture is bright or dim or somewhere in between, it's an analog, whether there's sound associated or not, what that, what the quality of that sound is, are there, um, that sound, uh, going back to pictures, is it focused or defocused? Is it color, black and white? You know, there's a whole list of visual, what we call sub modalities that allow us to, that code our experiences in our memory banks and the way it's coded creates the meaning and the perception of it. So um, say for instance, that someone has a hard time making money. They go in and they look at some of the pictures that they've made of money over time. And those pictures tend to be small, far away and dark. Chances are, that's one of the reasons they're not, they don't have a very favorable relationship with money. So changing those pictures allows people, you know, making them bright and moving and closer makes, makes it more real to them. And when that becomes, when it becomes more real, their perception of themselves in relationship to money changes and they start learning about money. They, they may take a course or something. They may start saving. Um, they may go get a better job. They may get a raise. It's pretty amazing that you can, you can take, I call it mind gym sometimes, where you can take a picture inside your head and change the, the elements of it and change your emotion as a result. And auditory is the same way, and our feelings are the same way. The, generally speaking, they come in combination. So let's say that I think the power, a, a great power in this is, say, traumas and phobias and, um, you know, like post-traumatic stress and, and serious debilitating, limiting uh, experiences that people have that oftentimes set in limiting beliefs and those limiting beliefs stop or prevent a person from creating the kind of life th that they want. This isn't nothing to do with, you know, tarot cards or what their astrology chart is like. It has to do with their thinking process. And so by changing your thinking process comes out of the structure. If you change that structure, it changes your thinking process. Your thinking changes your language. Your language changes your, you know, behavior. So it's, um, it's a very powerful change modality that uh, a lot of people, you know, get in because of communication. Wow, this is great communication. I can use it in sales, management, all these kind of good things. 
but man, they find that those change processes and, and it opens a whole new world of possibilities for them that, that wasn't there before. And I, I think that, you know, I ask my students sometimes, what's the biggest thing you got out of NLP? And they'll say something like awareness. I'm just more aware. I'm aware of what's going on in communication. I'm aware of how to handle it. I'm aware of how to change myself. I'm aware when something's not working a lot faster uh, so I can do something about it before I end up over the cliff. You know, there's just so, so many benefits of that awareness. NLP really takes the shades off, lowers the curtain, opens the veil, whatever you want to call it. It really helps you have a much clearer understanding of the world and your world and what's going on around you. Well, so how does it work with trauma? Like, can I have some trauma training? Can you have some trauma training? <laughs> yeah, I don't train people in trauma. <laughs> But um, no, uh, one of uh, in trauma, see, one of the things about trauma, especially in situations, um, well, uh, let's just take a trauma for trauma's sake, uh, one trauma, not a trauma over time, but a one, a one experience. And it, you know, it could be a physical trauma, like a car accident or some you know, some type of uh, situation where you hurt yourself, um, broke a bone, you know, et cetera. And uh, it can be physical, can be emotional or mental uh, where um, someone, you know, um, I mean, what are some of the things that happens to people? They're, they're um, abused physically, emotionally, sexually, uh, spiritually, and all of those limiting, uh, all of those traumas per actually oftentimes set up limiting beliefs in people, and it makes it very difficult for them to overcome them. You see, one of the things that happens, John, is that people have a behavior they want to change. People are really, a lot of people are very aware of what it is that they want to change. They just don't know how to do it. And I was one of them. I went to therapy for years. I knew I was screwed up, but nothing really changed. I didn't know how to change it. You know, I guess I was just supposed to sit and talk about it for the rest of my life. But in my experience, that doesn't necessarily change anything. And so when I got into NLP, that first anchoring, when I changed something so instantaneously, it was, it was some stupid little thing. Um, that had to do with my dog, you know, <laughs> and um, I was really angry at the dog for doing something. And of course, you know, animals, bless their heart, we we train them to behave the way they behave. It's not their fault. They're, they just operate on, you know, recognize, do stimulus response. They They don't have any thought process that says, wait, should I do this or not? I mean, human beings do, but animals don't. Uh, dogs, cats especially. But um, don't. But um, but what happens is that people, you know, they want to change. Um, they want to change a behavior. And 
wow, they try to change it. You know, they try doing all this stuff. Sometimes it drives them crazy trying to change some stupid behavior. And maybe for a while it changes and then they get stressed again. And then it comes right back. And so what, because of the way NLP works, because it changes the structure, it's like changing a computer program. Once you change the structure of a computer program, you're going to get different results. And so that, that to me is, is the most uh, amazing thing that you have to change a behavior um, differently, except, you know, you can't just think about it. And, you know, a lot of people use that location cure, right? Named, change the names of places and the faces to, to, uh, to make changes, but wherever they go, there they are. And it's because the change has to take place at a deeper level than the behavior itself. So going back to trauma, trauma um, is, it becomes traumatic, obviously, because of the content, but also the way it's coded into the brain. It's coded in a sequence. And that sequence, it, it holds together. So let me give you an example. <clears throat> Most of our experiences, when, when our senses pick the experience up, even if it's an experience that, um, you know, maybe it has all three primary senses in it. You see something, you hear it, you, you feel something as a result of it. And, um, but when we code, when the brain codes it, what happens is that information gets sorted. So visual, the visual memory gets stored in one part of the brain the auditory memory gets start, stored in another part of the brain. And then our, our feelings, you know, the emotion is a neurological response in our body. Okay. Well, in traumas or aesthetically pleasurable experiences, that get experience gets coded in I, what I call a molecule that stays together. In other words, it doesn't get separated. It gets coded into the brain in in one in a in a little package, and then we think about it over and over and over. You've heard people talk about reliving, you know, traumas. Every time we do that, it cements it even farther into the memory trace. So. You know, after we've thought about it a day, a week, a month, we think about it over the years, it becomes almost indelible. So what happens is you can't change that because it's all stuck together, the, the pictures, the sounds and the feelings. And then it gets laid down in a sequence. Okay, so what they've discovered is that if you watch the sequence going forward as if you're watching yourself in a movie, right? So say, for instance, um, well, let's see. I'm trying to think of something traumatic. Uh, not grief, though. This doesn't work with grief, so don't try it with grief. Grief is a totally different venue, but uh, totally different structure. Uh, but say, for instance, um, you know, a person's coming down their front stairs and trips and falls and hits their, breaks their nose or something, you know. Okay, that's pretty traumatic. That's a physical trauma. And um, 
So what you do is you dissociate from that and you watch yourself do that. You know, you put it far away and you actually watch yourself, watch yourself do it. And you watch it in black and white. When you get to the end of the picture, you turn it to color and run it backwards. And you and then you open your eyes and you run it backwards, open your eyes and run it backwards, open your eyes. And you do that five or six times. So what it does is it breaks the sequence of the trauma up. And then you can't get the feeling back. And I can't tell you how many thousands of experiences I've helped people with that... Um, uh, overcome just simply by taking them through that really simple process. There's a few other things that you have to do, but that's the basics of it. You can do the same thing with a phobia. You know, a lot of times people have phobias and psychologists say you can't cure a phobic. And yet, I don't know, I can't say I cured them, but they don't have the phobia anymore. Um, I had a guy um, who was in three airplane crashes, two are in the military. And um, survived each one. But man, I'll tell you, the phobia he had about planes was pretty major. And then he was working for this company and they decided they wanted, they wanted him to go to these meetings. They were flying him everywhere and he was driving. And they finally just said, look, you either fix this or, you know, you need to move on. So he came to me. He heard that I was, you know, I could do this. And he came and he sat, you know, in my office and I had to run that that process on him three times for each process. Oh, anyway, he raised his head and he looks at me, opens his eyes and looked at me. And I said, what happened? He goes, I got on the plane and fell asleep. Never had another problem. And um, he called me off and on up for a couple of years after that. And he said, I really try to get that feeling back and I can't do it no matter how hard I try. It is gone. So anyway, I don't know whatever happened to him. That was gosh, 25, 30 years ago. But, um, but that's, that's how powerful this is. And, um, you know, most of the time it's just fabulous for people like you and me, John, who, we, you know, we're pretty successful. You know, we have, a, we have an idea of where we're going. We set goals, you know, it, you know, we're, we're fairly functional human beings. I'm going to say fairly. And, uh, but, you know, we hit these roadblocks every once in a while, you know, where we're not real clear or we can't, um, we get stuck in situations or we develop a habit of some sort. And that's where I think NLP really works the best is for, you know, just, just the, just normal people, human beings making their way in the world, but they, you know, hit a snag every once in a while. I, that's where I think it's, you know, for a person like myself working with people, uh, because I'm not a therapist and there are just some things that really need to be, un, you know, done under the guys, you know, under the care of a therapist. And um, so I like to work with business people who have, you know, want to make more money or want to get along better with people or have a little trauma here and there that need to be taken care of. So, um, well, yeah. So I was, I was just about to go into these uh, programs on your website. There's a bunch of them. 
Gold mine changing beliefs about money and wealth. Mind masters mental power training. Language of success. Power of language. Bullseye goal setting extravaganza. Those sound awesome. They're well. So those are those are really application courses, John. So yeah. So there's you know I there's a practitioner level, master's level, and. I, I don't know how anybody else teaches this. I teach it as one course because in order to really get NLP, in order to really make it work and be integrated at, you know, a behavior capability, a belief and identity level, you really have to have the whole model. Otherwise, you're just doing technique. And NLP isn't technique. It is an it's an art and skill of communication and change. It is a unified field theory Ooh. of communication. It's not, it's a system for understanding human beings. And if you just do part of it, you don't have a system. It's like buying the steering wheel of a car. A car is a system. If you don't have parts of it, then you don't have, You. it's not going to get take you from where you want to go from where you are to where you want to go so i teach it as one course and it's called mastery in nlp and it takes a year so then i took the material in there and i put it into application courses the the um the bullseyes a goal setting course but it's more it's more like goal reaching and uh, the gold mine is specifically using beliefs a uh, belief work to find and recode limiting beliefs around money. And quite honestly, our, our be limiting beliefs around money have nothing to do with money because most of those beliefs were formed before we even knew the concept of money. They have to do with deserve and worth, um, possibility, capability, etc. Not so much about money. Money beliefs came later anyway. And then uh, I have a course on boundaries. And, um, you know, one of the things that I found in NLP is that people don't address boundaries. And a lot of people take NLP and have very bad, poor boundaries. And so without good boundaries, you, you're, not, you're not very proficient at NLP. And yeah. You tend to, you know, get in, it tends to get in the way. So, and then I took NLP and, and put it into a form of uh, one of my favorite forms of active meditation, and that's the mind masters. So, and I have a class coming up November 13th called uh, Dealing with Difficult People, and it's an application course. You know, it'll have some rapport in it and uh, some other basic anchoring, obviously, but, um, but also use the use of NLP with, um, you know, when you do come across somebody who's not only different, but just difficult. And there are people out there like that. And for sure, you'll find them. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're everywhere. And you leave a job to get, get away from one of them and you show up and there's another one just like them. So, or sometimes, you know, they're in your family and so they don't go away. But, yeah. um, I used to say that, you know, uh, NLP really helps you, you know, with that person who, you know, just 
makes your life miserable and you can't get away from them because they're in your family. That's to me the beauty of NLP. It makes every it makes everything a lot easier, I guess mm-hmm. is the way I want to say it. But yeah, all of those, a lot of those courses can be taken um, via me just in coaching sessions rather than taking a class. You know, with with the lockdowns and COVID, I've had to change my business a little bit. So a lot of those are just one day courses and they can be done actually in two or three hours with one person. So you get the benefit, but you don't have to sit in a classroom for a day. Cool. Well, what, what was the ballpark for price wise for that? Oh, for the, yes. So the listed price is one ninety five. And it is a Zoom course, and you will get a manual, a live manual, if someone shows, you know, if they sign up um, early enough. And um, But there are discounts, like there's a discount for our group. There's a discount for uh, two or more people, and um, the two or more people is $159. And um, so, yeah, um, you can... Um, um, so that, that's just the listed price. We start there, but we go down. We don't go up. <laughs> Can we get a uh, coupon for the listeners of, a, of this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, sure. We can do a coupon for the listeners and let's do, um, I haven't really thought about this before. What do you think would be, um, you know, viable? I don't know, like 20% off. Sure. All right. So, yeah, I don't have that. Would be great. Sure. 20% off. No problem. Yeah. Okay. So, mention, mention Golden Age Gurus and you get 20% off of her NLP coaching. There you go. And, and um, yeah. So, Susan is, uh, going to help you live a miraculous life <laughs> and uh give her a call to 214-351-5433 there you go mm-hmm. and uh, mention golden age gurus for 20 percent off perfect all right i say that's my word of power in my lineage so I haven't explained that to anyone yet, but we'll get into paleo science here in another episode coming shortly. Very cool. Yes, ma'am. So it was great having you, talking to you, uh, getting to know you better. And we've been doing uh, our networking group for, I don't know, how, how long has that been going on? Like, Well, probably close to a year. Yeah. Because it started during the lockdowns. So, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so I, I've, I've, I've been enjoying uh, hearing you talk and uh, about your, your, you're obviously a uh, master NLP ninja. <laughs> hopefully uh, we'll dive in deeper, uh, you and I, and also some lucky listeners that um, are smart enough to call you. 
Yeah, good, good. Thank you, John. Well, yeah. and I do, I do want to say you're probably one of the most interesting people I've um, I've come across in a long time. I mean, you you do so many things that are to me so interesting and and um, can I say you know off the path, so to speak. I mean, just or maybe a parallel path. <laughs> Um, it just uh, fascinates me all of the things that you talk about. So I'm really, I'm very glad that we got to kind of connect a little bit uh, more, you know, on this and that you're familiar with NLP um, because yeah. I, I know you're out there, you know, making, trying to make a working to make the world a better place. And uh, so am I. So, you know, we all need, even though our modalities are different, where our outcomes are the same. And I, I think that that's, I think that's very, very important. Yes, ma'am. Well, thanks for having a chat and uh, look forward to more. Thank you, John. I, I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Okay. Have a good night. You too. getting my training wheels off and learning how to use this technology and getting in the habit of, of doing the podcasting. But if you enjoyed yourself, uh, please, please support uh, the show by liking or starring the podcast. You can follow Susan uh, at nlptrainingconcepts.com. She's got lots of coaching programs available to you. Mention the show, Golden Age Gurus, for 20% off. Um, I also encourage you to listen to her podcast, which is called the Brain Language Podcast. And um, yeah, like stick around. We'll be posting the next episode. And again, I want to reiterate that this is not a health and wellness podcast. This is a golden age podcast um, about topics that will make the world a better place. So just stick around and we'll get into more diverse topics. Hope we brought some value to you and you have an awesome, awesome rest of your day, week, month, whatever. Talk to you soon.